the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. It's always great to have these few minutes together every weekend. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, in addition to talking about the issues of the day and uh, the local and statewide uh, political scene and even national we also have a strong flavor of sports, of course, on the Roger Frank and Williams show. And as I'm sure many of you heard, heard already a true icon in the, the game of football, specifically the National Football League, a college football as well, back during his days at Illinois, Dick Butkus you know, uh, passed away yesterday. And I want to acknowledge his extraordinary life and career, as some of you might recall, back in the very first days of our talking old school program. Dick Butkus was actually a guest on our program, and that was a very memorable experience for me. And uh, many of our listeners um, mentioned to me that they uh, really enjoyed that that conversation that we had. And I wanted to uh, spend a little time talking about Dick Butkus, um, his incredible legacy in the game of football, and found a perfect person to do that. In fact, he's a regular contributor to our show. And, of course, that's Jim Flanagan. And, um, and also gives me the opportunity to remind you that the Roger Frank and William Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Of course, Jim Flanagan is well known for numerous reasons throughout the Central Florida and the state of Florida. Um, part of that uh, originally was he was the original owner of Flanagan's Nautilus, the original Nautilus uh, workout facility fitness center in the Orlando area back in the 1970s. He also um, is a member of the is well known nationally as a member of the National Fitness Hall of Fame, and of course in recent years he's also become well known as the operations manager at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and he was also a member of the original very first NCAA sanctioned basketball team at UCF, which was back in the days when UCF was. Florida Technological University. Of course, I'm speaking about Jim Flanagan. And Jim, in addition to his many uh, varied aspects of his career and accomplishments, was actually a personal friend of Dick Buckus, and they actually worked together uh, in their Nautilus days. So let's go to Jim Flanagan right now. And first of all, Jim, thank you for joining us on this sad day. Roger, thank you for inviting me. Yes, it is a sad day. Uh, we lost uh, a piece of Americana uh, with Dick Buckus, the name was a household word. Even Rocky uh, Sylvester Stallone had a bulldog named Buckus in one of the movies, as you may remember. And, uh, yes, we got to work together for eight years at Nautilus Sports Medical Industries, the inventor Arthur Jones. Uh, 
actually uh, Arthur Jones rehabbed his leg, his knee, so he could play his last year in 1973, which he did play. And uh, the pain threshold had to be unbelievable, but he did it. And then, of course, he had did, uh, some legal issues with his contract, and he won that over time. But uh, we were together for a little over seven years, and he made some major contributions uh, in the field of football with his experience. And, of course, during his era, he wasn't allowed to lift weights. They didn't believe it. But they did bring a guy in one uh, towards the end of his career, a guy named Clyde Emmerich, who was a strength coach, uh, was a silver medalist in 56 with the Olympic weightlifting team. So that's where he started, but uh, he got on board and it actually saved his knee, and he realized there was some value there, and uh, Arthur Jones hired him at the end of his career. And uh, we were we did a lot of work with Arthur. He was very productive, and uh, we had a great a great relationship. Uh, I actually, you may remember this, I uh, shared this with you before, the, the group in Orlando, the business group, came in and put um, – uh, they wanted to know about the idea of the Buckus Award, and they called me because they didn't know how to get a hold of him. And uh, they said, what do you think? I said, it doesn't matter what I think. It's what he thinks. But we put that together, and it was here in 1985. And uh, unfortunately, some political things happened, and he had to sue and get the name back. But uh, I hope his son carries that on. Uh, they do a high school, college, and pro linebacker award with the Buckus name every year. And uh, he did so much to help people he uh, people don't realize this uh he uh he has a company called play clean uh anti-steroid uh message for the young athletes coming up uh was involved in that he testified in front of congress uh and uh just did a lot uh to help uh others you know and he was uh, a great friend a great colleague a great football player and a great practical joker he could pull more stuff on people. I can, I've got stories that just, uh, they're hilarious, but uh, uh, sure missed him. You know, it's just a shock. So. French, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Frank and Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Uh, right now, we're talking about the legacy and the career of a true NFL football legend, Dick Buckus, who passed away earlier this week, at the end of the week. We're speaking with Jim Flanagan, who's an authority on Dick Buckus. They were actually personal friends, and they also worked together uh, for a number of years. Of course, Jim Flanagan is well-known as the founder of the original Nautilus Workout Facility Fitness Center in Central Florida. Flanagan's Nautilus on Kareen Drive, which is certainly a legendary place within its own right. Um, That was back in the 1970s. He's also, of course, well-known now for being the operations manager at Christner's. He's also well-known nationally as being a member of the National Fitness Hall of Fame. And Jim and Dick Buckus actually worked together for a number of years uh, uh, for Nautilus um, Industries. And, you know, Jim and and, and friends, you know, Dick Buckus really achieved a status that's very rare for any person in any endeavor, and that's, you know, his name literally became not only synonymous with the game of football in the National Football League during his era, which was, of course, the 1960s and 1970s, early 70s, but also synonymous with a style of play, just a, 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 a not only a, a excellence, but also ferocity, and even, um, you know, excellence doesn't even really begin to, uh, dominance, dominance, um, and, and as well as, uh, you know, and I think at the core of it was, 
you, you know, if I had to describe Dick Butkus to somebody, you know, from an outsider's point of view, um, he was just absolutely the real deal. And what I mean by that, he was an absolute picture of of authenticity, genuine authenticity. He was exactly who he was, and and who he was was someone who was literally larger than life, uh, especially on the football field, and especially with his ferocious, uh, aggressive, um, unrelenting style of play. Um, now, can you speak to uh, share a little bit about the Dick Buckus that you knew with Nautilus Industries that you worked together with? Well, uh, he was well known uh, in football at the time. Uh, but his background, he, he went to a vocational school. He played fullback, linebacker, center. A, he was a punter and place kicker, all in, wrapped in one. This guy had talent. It was unbelievable. And uh, ended up going to University of Illinois, and, and uh, he, he, he just, just grew and uh, accomplished so much in those three years as a varsity starter. And uh, got drafted by the Bears and uh, Lombardi. Uh, they saw, I think, in the All Star game when they played the Packers, and they go, they laughed about the guy. Here's this guy with a big head, a helmet, that's cockeyed. He had his high top shoes on, and they thought, who's this guy? At halftime, Lombardi made a speech to the Packers. That guy, 51, if he stays healthy, he's a Hall of Famer. That was a comment made right before he entered the pros. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but to. to, to he contributed a lot to Nautilus because the name alone in the football circles, uh, it, it was golden. And uh, he was a great speaker. I mean, this guy to get on and captivate an audience. And we, at that time, uh, were sponsoring 50 high school coaching clinics with the varsity sports of football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, and track and field. So he spoke at a lot of the football clinics, and people took notes because they listened to him because he had a message. And uh, did a great job, but he pursued, uh, in about 1981, he wanted to go to Hollywood and got an opportunity, did the light beer commercials with all the old pro guys, Deacon Jones and all the other guys that were, you know, big, tough guys. And those were classics, as you may remember. And he got a lot of bit part acting, and he was he was a natural. He picked up on it. And the Buckus Award uh, kept him busy. Uh, he, uh, I'll tell you a quick story, Roger. Uh he called me up one day. He said, are you traveling? You're home. I said, I'm home that weekend. I need you to help me count. I'm going to be signing autographs at a strip mall, out here, a big mall in Orlando, and uh, I want to protect myself here because I get paid a fee on how many how many signatures I give. So I had a I had a counter. So I'm sitting on a stage with him to his right. We're there from uh, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. It's a five-hour event. And so he, he signs his books and caps and jerseys and footballs, anything memorabilia-wise these people had to bring in, he signed it. So at the end, uh, he cut the guy off. The guy, well, you got, you got a few more. And he says, uh, Jim, what's your count? I said, you're 600 around the button. <laughs> the guy was trying to get him to sign some other ones. <laughs> so we caught the guy. So now we leave. He had another appointment at uh, 4 o'clock. So we had two hours. So we go to another hotel and there's a little, kind of a bar area with sandwiches. Nothing really open yet for dinner. So we go get a quick lunch. And I'll never forget this. We're just he and I. There's nobody in this little bar here. And we have a sandwich and iced tea. And this guy walks up. Hey, you buck this. I need your autograph. Can I get your autograph? And he looked at him and he goes, 
excuse me, can't you see I'm having lunch? You know, you're kind of rude. I'm not signing any autographs. He didn't, the guy didn't know what to do. Okay. The guy leaves. We have our lunch over in the corner by the walkway was a young boy and his father standing against the wall, waiting patiently to meet Dick Buckets. We get through with our meal and we walk over and the little boy came up and introduced himself. Dick Buckets patted that kid the head, spent 20 minutes with him talking to his dad. That's the kind of guy he was. But see, if, but when you kind of cross the line, he's going to call you out. He was good at that too. But uh, I've got a lot of stories. We had a lot of – it was a fun event working with Dick Butkus. But you never knew what you're going to see around the corner or what he's going to pull on somebody. He, but we had fun doing it. And he contributed, and uh, we we had a great relationship. We were involved actively in the Butkus Award in its early years. And he and I have always stayed in touch uh, ever since. So, uh, yeah. Th- thank you for – great, great, great insight. We're – Take a, a quick break, and uh, hopefully you can stay with us for a few more minutes. Okay. Friends, we're listening to the Roger Frank and Williams show. Uh, right now we're speaking about the life and the career and legacy of NFL Hall of Famer Dick Butkus with Jim Flanagan, who was a personal friend. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Roger Frank and Williams show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Today, we are talking sports on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, and we're talking specifically about the life and legacy of a true giant in the game of football, NFL Hall of Famer Dick Butkus, who passed away just a, a few days ago. We're speaking with Jim Flanagan about Dick Butkus. They were personal friends, and they also worked together during the time that they worked for Nautilus Industries. Of course, Jim Flanagan is well known as the owner of the original Nautilus Fitness Center in Orlando and in Central Florida, Flanagan's Nautilus on Kareen Drive. I know many of you guys actually worked out there uh, back in the day and also uh, a member of the National Fitness Hall of Fame and most recently, longtime operations manager at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster and a member of the original NCAA-sanctioned basketball team at UCF back in the FTU days under coaching legend Torchy Clark. And we're talking about the life and career and legacy of NFL legend Dick Butkus. Now, Jim, you, you mentioned uh, you know, some of the other, you know, the, the, the other side of the Dick Butkus personality. And, of course, the first thing that people, I suspect that, that people – think about uh, with Dick Buckus is just his play on the field because that's what most people saw. And that's about, that's about only what most people saw. Um, and, you know, just the incredible, I guess, ferocity is, is the, is the best word I can think of. Um, but he not only played with an incredibly aggressive style um, and was an outstanding player in all respects. As you said, he had the talent to go along with it. Uh, also a very intelligent player who knew the game, um, and knew where to be, when to be there, um, but also he was just characterized as a guy who just played with a with an edge, with a nastiness, with with all out intensity and ferocity, and that's what people, most people, I think of think of uh, almost to a stereotype with Dick Buckus. But you knew him 
in his personal life as well. And what a side of Dick Buckus that we saw, those of us, you mentioned his acting career, uh, the Miller Lite commercials. He got quite a number of of acting roles. I remember he used to be on Police Story from time to time, which was a great show back in the day. And he seemed to have a real kind of a a sense of humor, um, you know, kind of a... Yeah, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a, you know, a lighthearted sense of humor, if you will, or kind of an ironic sense of humor. Um, can you talk about the, that aspect of Dick Buck's personality? Well, I, I can. Uh, he uh, was a master psychologist. I mean, if you go back, look look up Deacon Jones and see what Deacon said about him. You'll laugh. It's hilarious. But he 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 knew how to get the most out of himself. And I and I'll, I'll use this example. Uh, you remember, Roger, you remember uh, my fitness center when you were in college, and the workouts weren't easy. And I know you're doing it again now, getting back in shape. I hear good things about that also. Well, yeah, with our, our buddy Steve Prue, let's give Steve a, a big plug there. Yeah. Steve Prue, Penn Stater, he's, he's, he's got, he still stays in touch with those guys. It's great. Well, Dick Buckles would come in and go through a workout on his own, and he would push it to the limit. He might even go throw up. But if he did, he'd come back and finish the workout. That's Dick Butkus. He didn't quit. He didn't lay down. He finished the workout. I mean, every time I saw him work out. And uh, he, he uh, that's the way he played football. You know, he's going to he, he's gonna make a statement, let you know he's in town, you know. And he did that. But uh, on the other side of the coin, great family man, three great children, great wife, Helen, I've known for years. She's the glue that held it together. And, uh, in fact, Matt played at USC, and, and Dick sent him down. He stayed at my house for a summer, and he had a lot of his father in him. <laughs> he could play some great jokes, and he was a good-looking, big, solid guy. And he had a, a nice career at USC, and he's uh, in the business world. He heads up the Buckus Award. And, uh, you know, but Dick uh, – it's a piece of history we're losing, and time goes by, and it's part of life, the cycle of life. But I've got nothing but great memories, and I had a, I learned a lot from him just being around him and how he handled people. And uh, you had to get – if you got to know him and he trusted you, you got a friend. You got a, there's a, even though you're 2,200, 2,500 miles away, you, you have a friend – you have a built-in friendship. And those friendships are like one of my martial arts friends gave me a little quote one time. That true friendship is like a diamond. It never breaks. And if you're a friend of Dick Buckus's, that wouldn't break. And uh, there was trust and uh, friendship and uh, respect. And uh, he, he would he would pay dues, you know, and and, 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 and honor his friends. But, uh, yeah, it's a, I got the shock call yesterday, and uh, it's sad. But we have to go on with life and learn from it and uh, read about it and get impressions about it. But uh, he'll be sorely missed. There's a piece we've lost there. But uh, I'm honored uh, I got to meet with him. I'm honored that I got to work with him and continue that friendship. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today on what I guess has turned out to be kind of a special edition of the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're going to talk sports uh, for a large part of the show today. Specifically, our topic is the life and legacy of NFL Hall of Famer, NFL legend, and that doesn't even begin to describe him, uh, Dick Butkus, who passed away, of course, just recently. We're speaking with Jim Flanagan, founder of Flanagan's Nautilus, Central Florida's original Nautilus Fitness Center, 
most recently operations manager at Christner's Prime and Steak and Lobster, and also a member of the National Fitness Hall of Fame. Jim was worked together closely with Dick Butkus during the Nautilus days and also maintained a lifelong personal friendship. And he's given us great insights in, about about Dick Butkus. And, you know, Jim, I, one thing you know, that really comes out talking with you, um, even when you learn a little bit more about, about Dick Butkus, when it's, if you saw some of his acting roles and you know, saw him in the uh, Miller Beer commercials, the character he kind of he kind of you know created there, which is essentially kind of himself, but almost kind of a an exaggeration version, exaggerated version of his of himself, but also with a with a real uh, interesting you know sense of, sense of humor, playful sense of humor, and ironic sense of humor. But but what I'm saying is like if for those that only know him from NFL films and on the football field, um, you know that they, they wouldn't I might not get the complexity of of his personality. Um, you know this the the ferocious guy who you said also you know who you just shared with us will we'll spend twenty twenty minutes speaking with a little kid um, when he's given an autograph, um, but but now but one thing that took place uh, during his career, early in his career that um, I've kind of learned about uh, you know, vaguely, uh, you might know more about it than I do, and it, it's okay um, if if you're not familiar with it, but um, you know I didn't discuss this with you before, but one thing I've learned is is back. During his college days, you know, he began to get a lot of notoriety, as you said, as the outstanding football player he was, All-American at Illinois. And uh, a writer showed up uh, under the auspices of wanting to do like a like a nice profile piece on him. And, you know, um, you, you, Dick Beckus, you know, assuming the guy was, was up, up front, um, you know, gave him great access, you know, talked to him, shared a lot about his life. Uh, and then the guy wrote a real hit piece. Are, are you familiar with that? And, and can you talk? Uh, uh, if so, can yeah, you share that about wasn't it? The first time. That wasn't the first or last time. It happened quite a bit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and he was very guarded. That 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 set on early on about he was always with his guard up about being around people. But I I do have a funny story for you because you know, yeah, please. This, 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 okay, I, I was blessed to go to all these conventions. You know, all the athletic things, all the football programs and stuff, all over the country for. A good 30 years almost and so uh there was a guy named steve delong who was an all-american at tennessee and he worked for the cup the cup company that uh, makes all the plastic cups for the beer and soft drinks at the stadiums on football saturday you know and he had a great job and he's a great guy great personality he had a story about butkus because he got to see dick w- with us at the booth sometime he goes i was traded to the bears and dick butkus we, we I, he was my hero. I looked up that guy. He said, "I'm in the Bears camp, uh, traded, and he, I think the Chargers had him first, and then he's a rookie type guy, you know, first year. So he's there. He's in awe. Dick Buckus takes him out during camp to ride with him and uh, go out and hit the streets a little bit, have a few beers, and they do that, and they hit these different bars, stay about an hour or two, you know, go to the next bar." And, uh, Dick Buckus is stirring the pot with his people and getting people fired up, you know. And they go to four, four or five. It's late. It's past curfew. Steve has to be back in camp because he's his first year. He's got to get back to camp. Well, Buckus takes it to one more bar before it closes at two in the morning. And then Steve can't find Dick. He's gone. He doesn't know how to get back to camp. He's in trouble. Dick set him up. The last bar they went to was right across the street from Dick and Helen Buck is his apartment. So he sneaks out, goes home, and leaves Steve hanging. 
That's a true story. Steve, Steve got all, in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> yeah, there's that practical joker aspect oh, oh, of all, the personality. The you had to be on your guard. And, and, and unfortunately, I, I found out recently that Steve DeLong, we lost him a couple of years ago, but he was just a real good guy. He had a great job. He remembered it. He shared that with me in the 70s, you know, back when he was full-time with the cup company. And that was, I mean, that's him. And, and you had to be on edge because he's going to pull something on somebody. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of great, great memories. Great story about the multifaceted, uh, complex personality of NFL Hall of Famer Dick Butkus. Well, Jim, well, he, he, uh, he may have gone yeah. to a vocational school, but I'll tell you what, he was smart. Great. And, and, and Arthur Jones paid that compliment, and he didn't pay too many compliments. He had a lot of respect for Dick. A lot of respect for it. No, all you had to see was any interview he ever did, and especially even the acting. And you could tell he was a very, very intelligent man and a, a very complex yep. personality. Uh, well, Jim, I really appreciate you joining us uh, to, to talk about your friend. I, you know, I, I you know, sympathize with, with your loss, personal loss, and, and all sports fans and football fans feel a huge sense of loss as well. Well, he will be sorely missed, and I just wish the family uh, all the best to continue and uh, regroup and keep the, keep the torch burning for that great award. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank you once again as well. You know, one of my big thrills of having done the doing the show, the Talking Old School show, is is the interview that that you that we did with with Dick Butkus uh, some years ago, and you were the one that arranged yeah. that. And um, that that's a great memory that I'll always have. In fact, I'm going to well, dig some of that up and share it with the guys here in future shows. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, you stay safe and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Roger. Jim Flanagan on the, the life, career, and legacy of his friend Dick. But because friends, we'll take another quick break and be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. And this is my turn. Well, friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Hope you're enjoying the program. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jim Flanagan and the great insights he had about his personal friendship and relationship with Dick Butkus uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Of course, a big part of our theme on the show today is honoring the life and legacy of NFL Hall of Famer, NFL great Dick Butkus. I know that anybody who watched the National Football League back in the 1960s and early 1970s uh, is very aware of Dick Butkus, his ferocious style of play, his incredible intensity and passion for the game. Uh, he really just um, kind of carved out a whole new niche all of his own in 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 terms of the way that he played the game with, with absolute passion and intensity. He became an identity. Uh, 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 he formed a, basically became a well-known identity because of that passion. And then later in his career, after he finished playing the game, he Went on, got in. It was you know, did some acting. He was in you know, literally uh, iconic light beer commercials, and you begin to see more of the complex personality um, and the uh, actually kind of the quiet intelligence of of Dick Butkus. Anyway, just an, a, a true American original, um, a true man's man, a true uh, football player. Um, auth- and the best words I can say, as I mentioned before, about Dick Butkus are just. Uh, someone who was just absolutely genuine and authentic in who he was 
and at the core of who he was was a guy that was a natural uh, for the game of football, both in terms of ability and personality. Uh, and all, and he, you know, that carried him to um, a level of excellence where he became literally um, a, a legendary figure, both on and then ultimately off the field as well. And um, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, I was just thinking of. I could go into, I guess, some of the contrasts of some of the people on the on the scene today. I won't do that right now. But of course, one thing in general, I, I will generalize a little bit. And you know, as we've all come to um, to realize uh, in this uh, day of uh, saturated media and especially saturated social media, that um, you know, a lot of the people that um, become famous, if you will, or big time celebrities, aren't so genuine. You know, you've got fabricated personalities. You've got people that are playing to the camera, if you will, that are uh, doing things they know will generate publicity, um, not necessarily something even they want to do or they're passionate about. Um, and I could get you know, go and get more and further details. I'll let you you know, draw your own conclusions and think of your own examples. But the point is, I mean, when you're talking about Dick Buckus, um, he was what you saw on the field is what you saw off the field. Uh, as Jim Flanagan told us, that the, the man was was at his core authentic and genuine, and um, but also um, you know highly complex as well. And um, somebody who I think serves as a phenomenal role model. For for anybody in any career, really, and especially um, in in the game of football, to pursue whatever you do with absolute abandon, absolute passion, and absolute love for what for what you do, and absolute intensity of what you bring to whatever the endeavor it's your chosen endeavor. Now, I'd like to let you know about coming up later in our show. We're going to please to be joined by our friend Sean Flanagan of Seabreeze Pools, and actually Sean is no relation to Jim Flanagan. In fact, ironically, Jim has a son named Sean Flanagan, but um, that's a a different Sean Flanagan. But we're going to hear from our friend Sean Flanagan. He's going to tell us about the great story behind Seabreeze Pools. It's a great, there's a great story of a small businessman, an entrepreneur, and we're going to learn about the great work that Seabreeze Pools does as well uh, for homeowners throughout our central Florida region. So I encourage you to stay tuned in our next segment for our conversation with Sean Flanagan. And, um, you know, furthermore in this segment, we will, I do want to address a few, um, I guess, p- political topics. And I'll just go ahead and talk a little bit about the, the coup, if you will, for lack of a better word, which is actually probably a pretty accurate word uh, that took place in the United States Congress this past week got a little bit of a mixed emotions about it, um, which I'll share with you. And and um, but first of all, I'm coming from a perspective of someone who literally since my first days of, of activity uh, in the political arena. And then by by that, I mean, walking precincts for other candidates, um, actively campaigning for candidates. I started doing that for the first time back in 1986 ultimately led to me being a candidate myself, which some of you know about. Um, and that ultimately led to being a, a professional campaign consultant and campaign manager and fundraiser for quite a number of years, about 20 years in total. Um, and, um, and you know, ultimately, uh, you know, that led to do, doing a show that talks a lot about politics. Uh, but ever since, you know, my active involvement, I've been 
an outsider. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And I've always been sympathetic to the the outsiders in the political process on the conservative side, on the Republican side, if you want to put it that way. Um, and I don't even use the word Republican really to identify myself at all. Technically, I'm a registered Republican, but um, I can think of better ways to describe my my political views and my political activity. I, the best one I would I would it would be as a as a constitutionalist and a traditionalist, someone who believes in the founding traditions of America, uh, and then it's the Constitution as written, and in and in the principles and values and goals expressed in the Declaration of Independence. That's that's where I'm coming from. Um, but anyway, since I've been actively involved in the process, it's always been as an outsider, sympathetic to the outsiders, if you will, not part of the party machine, oftentimes opposing the party machine, going up against the party machine, running against handpicked candidates, supporting candidates who run against handpicked candidates by the official, quote unquote, Republican Party. That's kind of that's been my my um, inclination, if you will, that's been my natural uh, domain in the political process. So um, the reason I mentioned that is because even though I've been in, in, uh, you know, on the out, on the outsider side and um, and even to further define it uh, back in the tea days of the Peach Party, I was I was enthusiastic support of the Tea Party movement. Um, most recently, of course, MAGA, Make America Great Again. Um, th- th- those are my compatriots, if you will. Um, so. Part of me, from that outsider's mentality and perspective and personality, think it, you know, kind of think it might have been a pretty good thing toppling McCarthy. Um, On the other hand, speaking from a more of a pragmatic viewpoint, trying to look at the the bigger picture of things, um, I'm a little concerned that it creates a chaotic situation that may not serve the interest of the conservative conservatism, uh, Republican presidential and Republican election aspirations in 2024? Well, do I know that for sure? No. In fact, really, the way that I'm going to observe this is just to see how it all plays out, Um, because I know that one thing about politics is politics is one of the most (laughs) unpredictable endeavors um, in, in life. And so oftentimes the so-called experts, the so-called political scientists, um, the so-called the media analysts who, who are so confident in their predictions, if we will, oftentimes those predictions are 100 percent inaccurate uh, or oftentimes reality evolves in such a way that the that the predictions, um, you know, n- never come into fruition or, or, or don't happen. Uh, unexpected events take place. I mean, who would have ever predicted Donald Trump, uh, the rise of Donald Trump as, as not only a legitimate political candidate um, and, and Republican Party nominee, but as the actual president? Who would ever predicted that? Nobody was predicting that. Um, so. So, I, yeah, I think I guess the way I'm going to do in, is just watch and see how this all plays out. Um, I am a little concerned that it is a little chaotic, uh, that it, it, it does upset the boat a little bit, and it could even what my ultimate concern, which is a concern I already had before this even came along, was that the Republican Party could splinter in 2024. And I think that's a very real concern. And the reason I feel that way is something that's obvious to me and I'm sure obvious to some of you, not so obvious to, to others, probably 
obvious to most of the people, at least, that listen to this show, um, probably not obvious to, to most other uh, people that don't follow politics that closely, but um, it's a tremendous disconnect between the leadership in the Republican Party and especially the national leadership, you know, the people in Washington, the leadership in Washington, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, perfect example, Mitch McConnell, a perfect example, um, and the rank and file Republicans, the Republican base, if you will, uh, the, the Republican uh, Main Street Republicans, the Heartland Republicans, you know, the, the small business owners, the people who work for small businesses, the truck drivers, you know, the the the. The working men and women, uh, you know, the tremendous disconnect between us, and that's what I am, um, and the party elites, if you will, uh, the Dick Cheney's of the world, the um, Liz Cheney's, I would say even the Bushes now, um, the people at the top of the food chain, if you will, in the Republican Party are completely disconnected from the rank and file um, heartland Republicans, and that's one thing that concerns me. I think that's that's illustrated by this whole uh, takedown of Kevin McCarthy as well. So, and I'll as we uh, rapidly go to break, at, uh, I'll end on the positive note of, of it. Um, and I think uh, going back to that unpredictability of politics, this just may in fact be a very good thing. Uh, certainly, one thing it sends a, a powerful signal to all elites, not just the Republican congressional elites and Republican Party elites to Democrat <laughs> congressional elites and Democrat um, uh, elites is that it, it, this has certainly been a, you know, a, a, a turbulent wave uh, uh, sparked by the by the grassroots. And and in that regard, might be a very good thing. We'll just have to play it out and, and see where it leads. Friends, I hope that you'll hope you join the show and show and hope you'll stick around after this upcoming break. Uh, for our conversation with Sean Flanagan, uh, sponsors of a popular Blue Rider football and sponsors of our stations on AM 950 and FM 94.9 The Answer and owner and founder of Seabreeze Pools. And before we go to that break, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you are looking for a car repair shop that will care for your vehicle with honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Frank and William Show. Please stay with us for our conversation with Sean Flanagan, owner of Seabreeze Pools. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, as you know, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Right now, we have a great guest I want to share with you. As as you know, um, many of our sponsors, the people who support our program and who support all of our programs here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer and our sister station, WTLN Christian Radio, are small businesses. They're the kind of people that make up the the framework of of America and, um, you know, are responsible for the the free country, the liberty that we have through their efforts to provide great biz, uh, services and and um, to our to citizens. 
right now we're pleased to be joined by one of those. We're pleased to be joined by Sean, Mr. Sean Flanagan, and he's the owner of Seabreeze Pools. And they are a, a brand new sponsor of our station. They're sponsoring a popular blue water football. And I'm excited about having this opportunity to introduce Sean to you. Sean, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me, Roger. Yeah, I've gotten, it's been interesting. We have our mutual friend, Demetrius Virgos yes. of Sheila Auto Repair. And, you know, I've gotten to know you through Demetrius and learn about you and your business. And uh, I'd just like to have you, I'm so excited about it. I'd like to share it with our listeners. First of all, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, an overview of, of Seabreeze Pools and, you know, the, the mission and the way that you go about serving uh, the people of Central Florida? Oh, first of all, Roger, one of the things I see here is I see a lot of red, white, and blue in this in this station here. I see a lot of American flags, a lot of patriotism here. And um, I'm being a Navy veteran. I really appreciate and value those things. And uh, ironically, our logo is red, white, and blue. So, um, But anyways, we do everything from, you know, from service um, as far as pool service, weekly pool service for customers, um, to repairs, anything, you know, from simple, you know, plumbing repairs to advanced Repairs related to equipment, and then we also do uh, remodeling of pools, which is kind of getting close to that big season for a lot of people. And why don't you pick up there? Because I know that's an, it's a big part of your business are the remodels, and that that's a big job. And, and not a whole lot of people, um, if I understand it correctly, are, are offer that that service, or, or are those and many of those that do don't do it as well as Seabreeze Pools does. Yes, absolutely. Um, we do, you know, like tile and resurfacing the pool. Um, a lot of people ask about that. We also do the decks around the pool, um, concrete decks, paver decks, or stone decks. So. Um, we do extensive, you know, things related to the remodeling. And then in some cases, people want to update their equipment or even move into automation. So we do, you know, everything as a, as a whole. Hey, friends, you're listening to the Roger Frank and William show. We're pleased to be speaking right now with Sean Flanagan. He's the owner of Seabreeze Pools, a brand new sponsor on our radio stations. And Sean, can you talk about how you got started? Uh, how, what led you to, to, you know, want to create your own business and become a, a business owner? Um, well, Roger, it was it was quite a story. Um, it really came down to when the um, market just crashed. Um, I had uh, been out of work due to some uh, injuries. Originally, they started with some service-related injuries. And um, I was really just praying for some answers to, of what direction to go. And... Um, Ultimately, we just uh, felt led to uh, start our own business, um, serving the community, and uh, being able to, you know, make a living at the same time as well. No, it's great. I always enjoy uh, talking to people about what led them to, to start their business. Of course, uh, you know, as I said before, small business owners are such a, you know, they're the, really the, the fa- framework and the fabric of, of America, our free enterprise system. And everybody has their own unique story. And it's also, uh, I also know that, uh, Owning a business is, is a labor of love. I mean, yes. There's a tremendous amount of, amount of hard work absolutely. And, uh, than just having a regular uh, job. Uh, well, absolutely. You know, one thing that comes to mind is when I was working a job, a regular job, there were some great companies I worked for, and there were some not-so-great companies. And I always said, if I ever had the opportunity to have my own thing, it would be different. And, you know, not only not only serving the community, but also taking care of your employees and taking care of your guys and, and overall, you know, doing something you can be proud of. 
can you talk about just some of your how many employees do you have, and can you also talk about the areas that, that you serve? Sure, absolutely. Um, we generally have around eight employees, um, give or take, and we also do a lot of subcontracting as well too. Um, a lot of people don't understand that you know, much like when you build a home, you have the builder, and then you've got the trades, the skilled trades. But these these subcontractors are really uh, people that we partnered up with, um, and that I've worked closely with for years. Um, and as far as the areas we service, um, Orange County, uh, Lake County, and Seminole, we service a lot of those areas um, in those counties. And and I suspect you've got a lot of long-term uh, customers. Can you just talk about you know, some of the relationships you've built and um, you know um, how people find you and, and, and how, you know, how do you start uh, you know, initiate things with with your with your customers? Oh uh, sure, we've we've met a lot of our customers through referrals. Um, you know, being in the neighborhoods, them seeing us or hearing about us. Um, we also do like to let people know we're out there. Um, ref, uh, referrals and also, you know, those online reviews are always a good resource for people to know about us. And friends, we're speaking with Mr. Sean Flanagan. He's the owner of Seabreeze Pools, and they do a great work in a variety of different ways servicing. Uh, homeowners pools, residential pools, and also do remodels and, and as well. Um, and can you talk about uh, you know, some of the things that make Seabreeze um, pools unique and some of the advantages you know that that customers have and homeowners have with working with you? Sure. I mean, one, I mean, one of the things we make unique. It sounds simple, but really being honest and sincere with our customers. Um, you know, showing them different things if there's a repair or something that matters, so they understand and educate them. On the decision, I mean, the other thing that we specialize is in the technology. Um, the industry has grown a lot where you can, you know, literally control a pool remotely with your phone. Um, so we specialize in all that, keeping up with that technology and those resources. And, you know, can you also talk about, I, you know, obviously I noticed and you know, I know that you're a, a, a United States military veteran, a veteran United States Navy. Can you talk, would you care to talk a little bit about how you came to, to, you know, enter the Navy? Um, ironically, I have two grandfathers. They were both uh, military. They were World War II veterans. And um, I was working construction, and I really was just looking for a change. And I thought I thought a great way to get away and for change was to, uh, you know, serve the military and do something honorable. And uh, it was a great way to, to get away and get a change and experience a little bit more about, you know, the world and life itself. And how long did you serve? I was three years in the uh, U.S. Navy and honorably discharged. And my actually, what I did was interesting a little bit. I did ordnance, so we used to build bombs and put missiles together and that kind of fun stuff. Certainly, an interesting uh, endeavor in the service. Absolutely. Now, can you talk about um, you know with with Seabreeze pools? Um, when you, when you you know, uh, once you establish your relationship with your customer, what are some of the other services that, that you provide? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, one of the things I can say, like if we are, if they are a regular customer of ours, whether, if it's on service, our technicians are inspecting the pools on a weekly basis and looking for anything, you know, maintenance-wise, they can prevent those uh, more costly repairs if we catch those early. Um, but other services we provide, we can... Help you with the simple problems from, you know, updating equipment, you know, your pumps, your filters, salt system, 
um, heating. Heating is a big one in the fall and the winter. And then um, also we do some of the harder the harder problems to solve, like the uh, uh, leaks or under deck repairs or those types of things. When somebody's uh, got some of those hard problems to solve, we work we help them on those too. And with the, with the leaks, especially if if I understand correctly, that's kind of a you know that's that's a kind of a tricky situation, when, for lack of a better phrase. Because a lot, well, if I understand correctly, a lot of times people don't really know they have leaks. Is that right? Did, do you do the inspections as well? Well, yeah. I mean, usually it's sometimes we're approaching somebody and letting them know that they have a leak. If they're adding that much water to the pool, then they've got a leak. Um, a lot of times we get a lot of rain in the summertime. So they start noticing there's a big difference in the fall and the winter. Or if we haven't got rain for a period of time, people realize that, hey, my pool's probably losing some water here. We're going to be going to break in just a minute, but before we do, uh, why don't you share your, your website and, and how our listeners could get a hold of you? Sure. Our website is seabreezepool.com. Seabreezepool is singular, no S. And um, our phone number is 407-385-2847. A great veteran-owned business, Seabreeze Pools. We're speaking with the owner right here, Sean Flanagan, United States Naval veteran, veteran of the United States Navy. We're gonna, before we go to break, I want to give a shout out to our friend. We mentioned our friends, mutual friend Demetrius Virgos uh, earlier. I want to give you, uh, we'll bring you up to date and give you a word, of course, about Sheila Auto Repair and let, any, let you know that if you, anybody that you know, family member, or anybody else are looking for a, an auto repair shop that'll care for your car, truck, SUV, any vehicle you might own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see our friend Demetrius Virgos, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, it's where I take my car, and I've been taking it there for over 20 years. They're located in 1908, South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Frank and Weems Show. Please stay with us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 